to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. We invite you to join us for encouraging stories about people over 50 making kingdom impact. We hope you'll be inspired. Here's our host, Judy Wick. Well, today I am so looking forward to talking with good friends of ours. We've known Pastor Dick and Elnora Dressel House for well over 20 years, and they have been such a blessing to Wes and I personally, but also several years ago, they served as the interim pastors at our home church in Santa Cruz, California. So that's when we got to know them more intimately, and Pastor Dick has been a lead pastor for 40 years. So I think his biggest bulk of his time was spent as lead pastor in San Diego at a church there. And then after he retired, and I'm saying retired in quotes, because this man does not know what retirement as the common definition is, but he and Elnora have gone around to different churches and helped fill in the pulpit and serve as interim pastors. And like I said, he was here in Santa Cruz and that's where we just had such a great time getting to know them. And I, was, uh, I had the privilege of serving at that time as a children's pastor under his leadership. So I am very excited for you to meet Pastor Dick and Elnora. So welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you so much, Judy. And uh, you and Wes, our dear friends, and we so appreciate the good work you're doing, and just great to have this time with you. Well, I know you've given me permission to ask you some questions about ministry, so I think we're just going to dive in, and as you know, Pastor, feel free to go off on another road if you want to, because I always like the road you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Judy. So when you look back on the years that you served the local church as lead pastors, I know that both of you were just, um, you had the privilege of being in and leading a very healthy church. And I'm referring now specifically to San Diego, because again, I know that's where you, uh, you served the longest. But what are some things that you feel like you did that brought health and growth to the local church? Well, thank you for that question. Um, You know, God has uh, certainly uh, been helpful to us in our years of ministry. And and Elnora, you're you're here to uh, share as well, so you can just add anything that you choose along the way. I think that as I look back over the years, it has been the, uh, the freedom to preach the Word of God, to feed the flock of God, that has been the priority for us. And then to sort of dovetail with the vision that you and Wes have, I have so enjoyed working with, should we call them senior saints, uh, second half saints. I know there are different terms that are used. Right. I have been so, we have been so enriched by uh, our association with, with older uh, saints. And so working with them has been just a tremendous privilege. So if you look back and you see the things that you did, the ways that you served and you brought these um, adults that are in their second half, you embraced them and not just in a patronizing way, but I know that you were really intentional about involving them in ministry. But as you look back, are there any changes that you would have made in relating 
two older adults now that all of us are a little bit older? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think that I would have simply um, reinforced in, in many ways what has always been a conviction of mine that uh, the seniors provide an incredible resource to the body of mm -hmm. Christ. And, uh, you know, let me just mention this kind of off to the side a little bit. But Eleanor and I were, I would call us kid pastors. Eleanor, how old was I when we took the church? Uh, you were 28. Yeah, I was 25. Okay, 25 and 28. And this was right. large Assemblies of God Church. It was, yeah, it was the uh, second largest church in the state of Minnesota. In our denomination. In our denomination, right. yeah, yeah, exactly, in our denomination. And uh, I found myself, again, as a kid pastor, and I had a board of deacons that I think averaged about, what would you say, Elnora, about 65 at least? I would say pretty close to that. Mm -hmm. And do you know, they nurtured the two of us. Wow. In the most wonderful ways. And I am indebted to this day right. for the incredible contribution that those dear men of God had in our ministry and in our lives. They were supportive. I mean, you can imagine, I had never pastored before. I was the associate before. I Again, I just started there in that church, and, and uh, then the pastor resigned, and they, lo and behold, elected me the pastor. <laughs> and Eleanor and I were surprised, and but it was a great opportunity. But I don't think, Eleanor, we could have made it, could we, without the support of the Board of Deacons, these mm. older men. Mm. Yeah, it was a tremendous privilege. And that's so neat to know, too, that they, I mean, obviously they voted you in as their lead pastor, but then they just went on to, it sounds like really investing in you and not just being on the sidelines or, you know, being critical of a young, a young whippersnapper, but really being there to invest in you to share their wisdom, hopefully in a non-threatening way with you and yeah, yeah. incredible yeah. to, you know, feel like we have followed your ministries. Again, we've known you in just the short two decades yeah. here, yeah. but uh, it's amazing what God, the doors that God has opened for you, pastor. And again, I know that when you and Elnora, um, I don't even think you ever really officially retired, but it's just so wonderful to see in your second half of life, just still serving God so fervently. Yeah. Such an example. Well, thank you. Thank you, Judy. And, and Elnora, you can tell him the little story about age, uh, just to kind of go back a little bit, Judy, that first pastorate. Sure. What um, What you did remember, you mean? Well, I think about the, uh, he's, he's so young. Oh, yes. <laughs> There was some discussion among the church people about having him as a pastor because of his age. And But one of the board members I thought was really very insightful. He said, he'll only get older. <laughs> and uh, that, believe me, that's happened. <laughs> He's young, but he will get older. But, but, you know, just to undergird what you and Wes are doing, you know, the tremendous reserve of capacity for ministry that you have with some of these older folks. And that board, some of I, us older folks. Yeah. Okay. Some of us. Well, that's hey, we're true, in that that's boat true. now too. So. We're, we're in that. We're in that. But those dear men, I mean, they were they were just the most supportive. And uh, so I had seven years as lead pastor there, and then we came to San Diego. So I know no. we're kind of wandering a little bit, Judy. But I no, but I, I love this. I, I love this kind of dialogue, and I. Uh, it reminds me uh, a few months ago, Wes and I, we were having coffee with our lead pastor here in Santa Cruz. And I think he's just hitting 40. So definitely a young one. Okay. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we were just talking about 
life and and uh you know he was talking asking us some questions about uh yes and in the course of the conversation he said that he had been golfing in Arizona with some of his buddies. So let's say, you know, guys in their 30s or early 40s. And so they were just talking about, you know, what would retirement look like for them in a few decades? And so they were naming different things. And our pastor said something that he would really think that he would like to do in a, in a few decades, not anytime soon, but he would just love to come along a young pastor and just be there to mentor, support, encourage, and bless him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a pretty healthy perspective for a young, you know, a younger pastor to have. Right. And so thank God that there were board members for you, pastor, that stood with you, supported you, and yeah. encouraged you. I love well, that. That's, well, thank you. And I, I think that those of us who are older, we ought to think of ourselves as gatekeepers a bit. Right. And, um, you know, not to uh, not to hold the door closed, but to open it to younger pastors coming along. So, you know, Judy, what we're talking about here is the blending of generations mm-hmm. and, and finding a way to bridge one or the other. And Judy, I grew up in a very small church, probably we'd run about 40 or so, 40 to 50, in a small Iowa town, a rural community. And uh, there were like, I think there were two of us teenagers in the church, as I recall, Wow. So okay. I grew up, I grew up with adults. I grew up with older mm-hmm. people and they made an investment in my life that I cherish greatly. Now, Nora had somewhat the same experience. So I'm, I'm very much into sort of the mentoring that goes on between older Christians and younger Christians. And we just simply have to bridge the gap. And I, you know, that here's, here's the challenge. I think Judy, the younger people sort of build a barrier because they don't know what to say to older people. And the older people have the same thing. They they build a barrier not knowing what to say either. And mm-hmm. so you have sort of this wall that all the time is built between the generations. And what that does, it robs the young people of their capacity and it robs the seniors of their capacity. So I think what we're, what, and what you, what I see you and Wes doing is to break down that wall and bring the generations together. And, uh, you know, Judy, um, you, you, we've, we've talked before about the book that Kara Powell wrote called Sticky Faith. Right. And in retrospect, she was on our staff years ago. And in retrospect, and I'm picking up with her discussion with the youth pastor she worked under when they were both on staff with us. And they said that one of the best things that happened was when I would come down after preaching on a Sunday night and had called people to the altar, I would come down and move among the young people, lay my hands upon them and pray for them. And he and Kara both looked back as that was a moment when there was a blending of an older man and a group of teenagers. Mm. And I look back too, from my side, that was just terrific. And, you know, they, and I think that that is kind of embedded in Kara's book on Sticky Faith, that kind of coming together right. of generations. So anyway, right. that's, uh, again, we're going a little bit far afield, but oh. these are just some thoughts. Well, I am so glad you brought up that story because uh, Kara Powell and um, for any of our listeners that are not aware that Kara directs the Fuller Youth Institute and um, she and Oh boy, Brad. Now, now I'm so sorry, Brad, your last name is eluding me, but anyway, wrote Sticky Faith. And when Wes and I read that book a few years ago, 
a light really went on with us for our ministry because in Kara's book, Sticky Faith, they looked at what is, you know, what's keeping young people, those that are, their faith is sticking and what is keeping them in the church? Because as you know, the percentage, and I think even over a few years ago has even, uh, you know, unfortunately gone up more, but it, it's as high as 70% and maybe even higher in some areas where mm-hmm. the young people leave their faith after they go away to universities. Now that's just heartbreaking. It, it that's is. one thing it to is heartbreaking. Know, leave the church yeah, and, and go to another church, yeah. but to walk away from your faith. And so what Sticky Faith found were just one of the many things that they found, but that the, the young people that have five adults in their life that are rooting them on, that are praying for them, that are, you know, really cheering them and in their corner, this made a lasting impact on these young people mm-hmm. and helped keep them, you know, we're like the, I'm thinking of a train track, but, you know, just kept them on that track. So exactly. we've along with, yes, and we've, we've flipped that when we go out and talk and tell that story of Sticky Faith, we ask older people, so who are the five younger people uh, in your lives. And That's so good. yeah, I think that we desperately, desperately need each other. Well, well, you know, I'm holding in my hand a manual for the accomplishment of the things that we're talking about. And uh, it is called Half Two. Oh. <laughs> and it's written by your dear husband, Wes Wick. I and, promise you, uh, I didn't I, set him up for this. Huh? I said, I promise <laughs> I didn't set you up for this. <laughs> no, no, you did not. No, you did not. But I'm holding this book. It is a tremendous, it's really a manual on how a lot of things we're talking about can be fleshed out and become become real and a part of the uh, life of a local congregation. But I, you know, I just somehow we have to, we have to blend. Um, and I think, you know, I kind of a little bit of a hobby horse, I guess, Judy, but you know, for change shake isn't, isn't really good. Change for purpose is good. Without that, we become obsolete. But I think we the my appeal to younger people would be, don't leave us, don't let us leave you, and let's bridge the the gap between the two. And you know, there's I, I've heard older people say, well, let the younger people do it. They've got their own thing. They've got their own music. They've got their own thing. We're kind of has beens. We we've got to come against that. Uh, yeah. The young people have got to be open, and the older people have got to be open as well to somehow come together because it's the work of God. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, we've got to find a, play, a common ground of growth in Christ. That's right. And you know, one thing I look back and I, I when I picture you and Elnora being at our home church in Santa Cruz, I felt that like after church, there were always young people around you asking you questions or you were like a magnet to all ages. But I loved it that you, you, you just had a, a heart for the younger generation. And I think when we're older and when we have a real God-given love for the younger generation, hopefully it just it just comes out of our pores. You know, we love to right. be around right. young people. And, you know, as much as Wes and I value older people and, you know, feel so called to this ministry, it's like, wow, it would be so lonely and so so hard to be doing this journey without partnering with younger people. And so we value the input of younger people. It's not just we can speak into their lives. Oh my word, they can speak into our lives on so many ways. 
mm-hmm. and I know my four kids yeah. would know they can speak into mama's yeah. life a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's um, we talk about uh, segregation, and it's tragic when it's along racial lines, but it's also tragic when it's along generational lines. That's true. And I think that uh, that and that is again, that's the very thing that you and Wes are called to do to try to break that barrier and bring the generations together. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And at the risk of sounding like to our listeners, we're just trying to pat each other on the back. I hope that listeners can tell that we just have such a deep love and respect for one another. And uh, yeah, just love, love, love the Trussell houses. So one thing that you um, have been doing, and I don't know for exactly how, how long have you been writing the blog one for the road. Uh, it's been Elnora Hill. It's about five years. Five years. Over five, five and a half years. Over five. Yeah. 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 And that's well, about eighteen hundred times, I think. <laughs> and it do in you know, Judy. It, I say this in deep appreciation for Elnora's work. Uh, she handles all the computers. She's the one that handles that part of it. I write them, and she helps me edit them, and then right? she puts them on the computer and so on, sends them out. But she has not missed a day in over five years, seven days a week, that that, is, uh, that, wow. that message has gone out. And uh, we that, call it one for the road. Uh, it's just kind of a, hopefully a kind of a catchy way to, to, to put it. It is. And Wes and I enjoy them. And so many of our friends, like sometimes I'll see girlfriends that will post something on, uh, repost one of your blogs on, on Facebook or somewhere, but the one for the road and the link will be uh, in our program notes for today. But obviously, you can just Google one for the road, Dressel Houses, and you can sign up. This will come to your in- inbox every day. And it's a really short devotional. And I like, I like it being short, just with us being overtaken with too much to read these days. But this one for the road is absolutely fantastic. I don't think you could ever read one short blog and not feel like, You were just really glad you opened that email. So, Elnora, I was wondering if you could just choose one to read to the listeners today to whet their appetite for such a blog. Okay, I've chosen one. We we write them, uh, we do them about two or three months ahead, so we're never under that much pressure daily. And the one I'm reading now is not going to come out for about two and a half months, but it's, I think, worth reading today. Great. It's as follows. The quest for meaning. It's the search that dominates human civilization. With meaning, life is full. Without meaning, life is empty. Solomon describes his own quest for meaning. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure, and everything was meaningless. He had wealth, wisdom, servants, honor, but nothing gave him meaning for the life he sought. Sadly, he looked for meaning in the wrong places. And so do the multitudes today. The quest is relentless. The pursuit is without limit and meaning is elusive. They too search in the wrong places. There's only one answer. Surrender heart, soul, and mind to Jesus Christ. In him, you will find meaning for life. And that's it for that day. Thank you we, so uh, much. Judy, we, uh, we keep them brief because, you know, people's inbox is getting loaded these days. Absolutely. And so we try to just keep it brief and to the point. Thank you. And that was, that was a great the name. One. Was, the name went for the road is designed that you can read it from as you walk out to get the car. It takes about that long. Yeah. 
I love that. Well, you so. know, there's for for older uh, listeners, they recall that that phrase "one for the road" does not have a super good background if you go back a few decades, but um, uh, we we use it uh, as the real drink is the drink you take at the Fountain of Grace. So we've tried to sort of give a new twist to uh, what has been kind of a slogan song from decades ago. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for helping all generations find meaning and purpose and leading us to just a deeper, more intentional walk with Jesus Christ. You both are just amazing gifts to the kingdom. And Pastor Dick, I just wonder if in closing because that's what us ministers say. But in closing, could you please um, pray for our listeners? Yes. Lord, we thank you for this time together. And it's been one-sided for listeners because we've not been able to hear from them. But we can reach out to them in prayer. And we close by doing just that, reaching out to them in prayer. I pray for our younger listeners, that they will be open to the positive influence of older people. And older people, they'll be open to the wonderful influence that the younger people can bring to them. And I also pray that you will bless Judy and Wes as they continue the Yes ministry. I just pray, Lord, this will grow, it'll expand, and I thank you that you've laid the call of God upon their hearts to bridge the generations and to bring revival to the church through the mobilization of the great talent that resides with older people. Thank you for these moments. Bless each listener. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Nell Nora. We just love you guys. Thank you. We're privileged to be involved with you. Thanks so much for being with us. You'll find brief notes from today's show and more information about Yes online at yestoserve.org. We'd love for you to share today's podcast with a friend. 